The Browns are back at practice in Los Angeles on the campus of UCLA as they continue their preparations for the LA Rams. Today on From the Podium, we hear from three players and the Browns' three coordinators to give us their thoughts on practicing out in LA and of course playing the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. The coordinators went first. They spoke before practice started, and we heard from special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone first. He talked about how helpful Corey Bajorquez has been to this team and a little bit about Rams kicker Lucas Haversick, who was with the Browns earlier this year. Hey, so obviously you know Lucas well. Um, what did you like about him when he was here? He's got a strong leg, um, good elevation on his kicks. He's got good tempo to the ball. I really like the kid. I think he's a really good kid and a really hard worker. So I had him in Indy for a little bit and then brought him here. And I thought he did a nice job. Hey, hey, Bubba. I know you've uh, obviously, we ask you about Dustin all the time, but I'm just curious since he's been here and you've gotten to know him, is, is there anything you've like learned about him that you didn't expect or, or something that stands out about his personality? He seems pretty even keel. Yeah, he's... Uh... He's an interesting character, man. He's he's fun to work with. He's a, a great guy to have in the room, not just for the specialists, but for the position players as well. Um, you know, he's kind of uh, beats to his own drum. And there's times where he'll frustrate me a little bit because he has tendency to be late at times. Um, so, but no, he's been, he's been great. He's been great. And, you know, when you say that, the thing about position players. I know kickers, sometimes position players don't always gravitate to them. So is that sort of unique sometimes? I think our group, all three of those guys, I think they gel well with our core players. I really do. I, it, there's really not a separation between, you know, the specialists and the core group. So our guys have done a good job of, I, you know, they all they all get along well and interact well together. Hey, Bob, again, like Dan said, I know we always ask you about Dustin, but Corey, too, just the year that he's had so far, the way he's been punting the ball, just what you've seen from him and, and getting to know him and how he sort of goes about things week to week. Corey's done a nice job, I think, especially as of late, of understanding how we want to play the game and the returners we're going against. We have specific plans for each one. So he's done a good job throughout the week in his preparation. And then the results have shown up in the game. Last week he did a nice job versus the returner, the leading returner in the league in Mims. And I thought it elevated the ball well, hit good direction, and gave our our defense a good uh good, I guess you'd say drive start. Yeah, Bubba, just wondering, has your group done anything together, you know, just as a unit uh, on this trip? And what do you feel like uh, you and your guys are kind of getting out of of being here? I know that it, I know that they have had some meetings amongst themselves with with just players only as far as the, the special teams group. Um, I think they'll have another one of those today or tomorrow. As far as them going out, I think they've gone out. I think they went out the first night with their position groups as far as offense, defense, from what I have gathered from a few of the guys. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the second part of the question? I'm uh, just wondering what, you know, what do you feel like, what do you sense that you guys are kind of getting already out of, out of being here? I know you guys heard from Jerry West yesterday, but what, you know, what do you sense in terms of bonding for the final push? Yeah, I think it, I think that this is a really good opportunity for us to, to get away from Cleveland 
you know, to, to come together. I mean, the weather's nice too. <laughs> I heard it's snowing back home. <laughs> um, but be able to just get together kind of has that Greenbrier feel to it where, you know, you're, you're outside, you're still work, you're still working and you're working toward a goal. Obviously we're preparing for a big game against the Rams, but it's bringing, it has brought everybody closer. You're almost, the players are almost forced to be together even more now. And I think you'll, you'll see more of that as the week goes along. But, you know, I think that going into this week, especially coming off last week, it's probably good to remove ourselves from, you know, being back in Cleveland it's good to be able to bring everyone together to focus on working toward this next game. So I, I'm actually glad that we're out here. It's, I think it's been a positive for us. They did a great job setting everything up for us too. here. And I have a quick follow-up if you don't mind. What about the presence? You know, we saw that uh, Deshaun Watson was over, over there on the sidelines yesterday. And then you guys have Nick Chubb here with you. Uh, what about the presence of, of guys like that maybe as a reminder about you know how grateful everybody needs to be to be able to actually be out there playing. Yeah, you never know when it's going to be. You know when it could be your last rep. That's why every, everything is so important. You got to take advantage of every opportunity that you're given. You know it was unfortunate we've had we've sustained some injuries, but I think guys have done a good job of rising to the occasion, taking on the challenge of stepping up in their roles. You know, obviously we lose. We lose Nick, Jerome Ford, and Kareem step up. We lose, you know, Deshaun. All the quarterbacks have, you know, stepped up in their way, shape, or form. And then you have, like, even guys like, you know, we lose Rodney McLeod to the elbow. Like, Rodney is a, a, a tremendous communicator, leader on that side of the ball. So it's like, who's going to step up next? Grant Delpit's done a nice job. Anthony Walker's a big communicator on that side of the ball. So that's been important for us to be able to get those contributions and that leadership whenever, you know, we've had some key injuries on our roster. I think those guys have responded well and it's a testament to honestly, like the the players that AB and Kevin have brought in here and, and how we gel as a team and the communication and, you know. Yeah. But, but what have you seen from James Prochet in the return game and just kind of how he's adjusted to you guys throughout the season? Yeah, James, I think from the start, from when he got here, he he showed us that, you know, he can be a guy that can be trusted back there. Um, I think that, you know, he's had a handful of plays where he may he made one back. I think last week we lost the ball a little bit. The ball was a little funky off the uh off the foot, so he kind of stayed away. We only gave up a couple yards on the roll there. But for the most part, he's done a nice job of fielding it and getting what we can get and getting a little bit more. He had a big return against Pittsburgh um, that, that gave us good field position. He had a nice return at the end of that Pittsburgh game that set us up to have a shorter field for the offense. Um, he, he does a good job in his preparation, and he studies the opponent pretty well and has a plan even before we come into the meetings and we're installing our punt return. So. You know, we, we were really excited to work with him. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt talked next. He talked about how Joe Flacco's looked in practice so far and how the team is going to address their issue with dropping passes. Yeah, just wondering um, if you can kind of tell us what it's been like for you to try to get uh, your fourth potential starting quarterback ready to to start this football game and what challenges is is that presenting you? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it is a challenge, obviously, 
Uh, fortunate to, you know, to have Joe, who's an established veteran, has been in multiple systems. Um, that, that allows him to easily kind of translate his terms into our terms. Uh, there are some crossover terms he's using different systems, so that that definitely helps. Hey, Alex, um, do you know if DTR is going to be able to practice today? Uh, I'm not sure right now. I know he had some testing this morning, uh, still going through the process of the protocol, but um, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure that stands this morning. I know he did some testing uh, earlier in the day. Gotcha. And then back to Joe, um, you know, Kevin said yesterday it was only 24 hours in the day, but from your perspective, how do you go about trying to get him as ready as possible with the short time frame from him being here? Yeah, a lot of meeting time. Um, you know, he does a great job on his own. Uh, really did a nice job yesterday stepping in the huddle and calling the plays. Um, all the operation that comes in the huddle, he was excellent at. Um, you know, for him, it's just spending time into the playbook. It's all about operation, um, you know, at the line of scrimmage, getting out of the huddle, getting to the huddle, and then operating. So, um, again, his, his um, you know, his experience in multiple systems, getting ready for NFL games, he's done many times. So just a little more emphasis on, you know, understanding exactly what we're going to ask him to do if he's a guy on game day. Yeah. Uh, Non-quarterback question for you, Alex. Um, the, the drop passes in recent weeks uh, seems to be a bit of a, an abnormality, but uh, has been popping up. What have you guys, or I guess, what can you guys do uh, to to rectify that? And and what do you think the genesis is, uh, of that has been? Is it because DTR throws a harder ball or what? Uh, what do you think there? Yeah, that's uh, that's always a fine line, Daryl. As you know, it's you, these guys catch the ball for a living. They do a great job of doing it. It just so happens that two weeks in a row, we put a few on the ground that were catchable. Um, you know, obviously, we'll emphasize that in the week. Um, is it is it concentration? Is it um, you know completing the, the the eyes on the ball the whole time through the catch? I think a couple times we may have. Uh, taking our eyes off the ball to go uh, look for for yak yards after the catch. So uh, just just letting these guys know, hey, you guys catch the ball for a living. You're going to catch it again. This is a you know we're just going through a little a drop period here. Um, if you overstress it, then you know then oftentimes guys will start to um, you know get something in their head that they're they're dropping the ball. So just put the emphasis on the fundamentals. That's the key. And without giving any trade secrets away here as far as game plan and things like that, when you're dealing with these different quarterbacks and, and getting them up to speed, in this case, obviously, Joe, uh, how dramatic is the change? Like, do route with the offense because of his style of play? Do, like, route trees change? Do, uh, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, terminology is basically the same, but just – what adjustments, if you can explain, have to take place when you're having to go from quarterback to quarterback? Sure. Um, you know, generally, uh, route depths uh, don't change. The, the names of the routes will change. Um, you know, there's there's standard route trees across the league that everybody runs, so those will be uh, uh, you know similar. Uh, there are some nuances to some of the routes that we run, and I think the biggest thing for uh, a new quarterback coming into any any place is just uh, having a feel for how each receiver runs each route differently. Some guys might not run. You might have the same route. You might get three different feels, um, you know, as a quarterback based on the the individual that's running that route. That's the biggest uh, adjustment is just getting a feel for how the guys run their routes. Hey, Alex, I was just wondering how, how beneficial was it for Joe to be on the sidelines last Sunday in Denver and just sort of see how you guys operate within the context of an actual Sunday game compared to what, you, you know, you can do the walkthroughs and practice and everything, but just being there, how much is that a benefit for him? I think it's huge, really, just to get a, a game under his belt where he had the earpiece in on the sideline. He was listening to the communication, uh, you know, from Kevin uh, to the QBs. 
just how Kevin talks uh, to those guys, how the play calls come in, um, our sideline mechanics after each series of what we have to get done uh, before the next drive, all that, just getting a, a dry run under his his belt will be beneficial. Amy, um, Alex, from going back to Joe for a second about like the, on him practicing yesterday, how what was it like to just see him in that huddle, the communication that we've talked about with these guys between being such a big part of it and his communication style? Um, in that first practice, I guess. Yeah, no, it was very impressive. Again, um, you know, he's a guy that's done it before. He's, you know, his size and stature, he demands attention in the huddle. Um, you know, his play calling is clear and crisp, and I think the guys uh, appreciated that. And as you go through this week, like, obviously knowing what he's done in the league over his career, but, like, seeing him truly just go through practice, getting those reps, like, how helpful is that um, just to get him acclimated and see what he can bring to the table? Oh, it's huge. You know, and we're still working through all of that. Um, as the week goes on, you know, what routes do you like? Uh, how do you feel about, you know, certain personnels? Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of give and take, a lot of uh, communication between us and the quarterback room, um, and those things will continue to work through the week. Um, but as a, as a passer, I mean, he, he is exactly that. He's a, a pure passer, uh, makes all the throws, has the arm strength to, you know, to, to push the ball down the field and is accurate um, at all levels. Hey, Alex, I got a couple running back questions for you. First, uh, Jerome Ford, it, it seems like he's been running really well the last couple of weeks. How have you seen him kind of grow since he's taken over that job? Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's grown up. You know, I'm really proud of, the, of of his efforts, his ability to run the ball. He's you know he's popped some big runs for us, and I think he had three last week over 10 yards, which was great. Um, you know, his approach is the same every day. Uh, I think he's got great leadership in the room with Stump. Uh, you know, other great pros in there. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb's in the room, so he knows how to prepare and what it's going to take on game day. But really proud of his his work so far. And and then um, with Kareem Hunt. We're seeing him jump over people, hurdle <laughs> over people. Having him back in that room, what does that brought for for you guys? What kind of energy has that brought? Yeah, a lot of energy. Game day, especially. Um, you know, he runs with reckless abandon. He's very physical and very violent with his run style, and that's been uh, key for us, especially in some short yardage situations. But uh, always feel confident if we give Kareem the ball; he's going to get us the tough yards. Hey, Alex, just want to ask about Amari. I mean, I know obviously he's been fighting through this injury after Sunday, but you guys obviously saw him fight through a pretty significant injury last year, just like his toughness as a receiver and what you've seen from him getting to know him over the last couple of years. Yeah. Game day Amari, man, is, is special. He fights through everything to get there. Um, you know, he'll do that again this week. It looks like, um, you know, then on game day, he just, he lights up. So, um, you know, toughness is, is, is uh, an area that you don't have to worry about with Amari. He's going to, he's going to be there if he can. Um, and on game day, he's going to he's going to be his best self. And then just with the younger guys, you know, even when those other receivers in that room talk about him, it's like unsurprisingly, they can't speak highly enough about him. Just what makes those guys so receptive to to getting advice from him and things like that? I think the biggest thing is his authenticity. He is a real dude, you know, and those guys, uh, you know, they see success that he's had through hard work. Um, you know, he's a very selfless receiver, which is, you know, in today's game is, is great to have a guy like that. Um, and he sets a great example, his work ethic um, and then his ability to make plays on game day. So I'm sure those guys all look up to him, as, as do I. Um, hi, Alex. Two questions about Flacco. Number one, how would you describe his arm strength right now at the age of 38? And is that allowing a lift to the guys out there? Because you don't have a guy. The other two guys just don't have that kind of an arm. 
Yeah, well, he's an elite arm. Uh, there's no question. If you put it on a scale of one to five, I'd say he's a five. Um, his his ball flight, his velocity on the ball, you know, at every level of the field uh, is very impressive. But uh, guys got excited. Um, you know, he threw some balls against the scout team last week, and the guys in the back were kind of fired up. The other thing about uh, Flacco is he's not the most mobile guy, and yet his whole career, his sack totals have been relatively low. How does he do it? I think as the the mentality of playing on time, um, you know, working through progressions quickly, uh, taking checkdowns, areas like that, that those are things that that'll help him uh, eliminate or avoid sacks. So I think he understands that about himself. Um, he's really self-aware of who he is as a player uh, through our conversations this week. Um, but his decision-making and his uh, ability to get the ball out of his hands will help. Hey, Alex, what improvement did you see from DTR before he had to leave the game on Sunday? Oh, man. Uh, I think he's making strides. He's gotten better uh, each time he's been out. It was unfortunate. I thought we were in a good place there in Denver. We were starting to gain a little momentum. Um, that, that that was unfortunate. But I'm really proud of his play style. He made some plays, uh, you know, with his legs. He made some plays with his arm. Um, showed some toughness again. Uh, just real happy with his development at this point. And then with Aaron Donald, um, do you expect him to be against Joel, mostly in early downs and just the, that matchup specifically, and then how they move Aaron around. Yeah, um, obviously a, a generational player. Um, you know, when you watch the tape and you're looking at everything in, in, as a whole, you tend to focus on him a lot. Um, and, you know, so he's going to command attention from us. Um, he's going to be on both guards. Heck, he'll be out on the edges. They move him around uh, based on where they think he can get a matchup. Um, you know, we're going to have to be very diligent with with um, our understanding of where he is and how it affects everything with us. Um, excited to see our, our guards when they do get a chance to block them, to block them. I think, uh, you know, our guards are, are, are really good players for us. So that matchup is going to be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, Alex, um, when when Joe first talked to us last week, he said, I can still play and I have stuff left in the tank. So after you've watched him now practice for a little bit more than a week, just wondering, you know, what's your take on on that? Yeah, again, Mary Kay, I think he's very self-aware, and I think he's correct. Yeah, I think there's there's still a lot left in that tank. Um, again, yesterday would, would, would uh, you know, solidify that for me, just watching him, the, the accuracy and, and uh, the velocity, the footwork, and everything that he showed yesterday. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz was the final coordinator to speak today. He talked about how tough Miles Garrett's been fighting through these injuries and how linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa looked last week. Hey, Jim. Um, you obviously saw Matthew Stafford at a very young age in terms of his NFL career. How have you seen him develop, and how does he? How does his skill set fit so well within the um within the Rams offense. Well, he's he's one of the best throwers of the football um number 1 in the league right now, but in his era. Um just an arm that can make all the throws, an arm that can um drop different arm arm angles, has tremendous accuracy, has great command of the offense. Um really good at threatening the whole field. He's really good with his eyes looking defenders off. You know, the the sort of the no-look pass thing that gets a lot of attention from different quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, Matthew's been doing that for a long time. You know, I'm proud of where he's where he's gone. Um, you know, he's he's developed not just as a player, but as a leader. And um, we're about to play our very best on Sunday to to come out with a win. 
Hey, Jim. Um, I wanted to ask you about MJ um, Emerson and just sort of, you know, how has he grown, not just as a player since you've gotten here, but how has he kind of become a leader in that room? Yeah, you know, um, that that's one of the things that I've been really happy to see is his development, showing a little bit more personality. And um, he brings a lot of excitement. He brings a lot of energy. He's really good with the other players on the sideline. And I think that's been um, that's something he has grown into, particularly this year. And I think a lot of it comes from playing well. You know, when when you're out there, if if you're struggling as a player, it's hard for you to, you know, bring a lot of energy and to, you know, pick the other guys up. But he's playing at a really high level. Um, I'm proud of the way his tackling has improved. You know, he had some well-documented misses early in the season. Um, but he's a resilient player like you have to be a corner. And um, I think he's on, you know, he's he's already a, a really good player in this league. I think he's well on his way to becoming a, a great player and uh, one of the top corners in the league. And obviously you have so many different body types in that room. When you have a guy like that who almost looks like a safety, how, how valuable of an asset is that for you as a coordinator? Yeah, you know, he's got long arms, um, you know, he's big. But, you know, I wouldn't just put him on, like, you know, just being a, a big corner. Um, he's covered a lot of smaller, shifty guys this year, too, um, you know, from from the very beginning. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, we, we do have some different body uh, shapes and things like that. Denzel's different than MJ, is different than Newsom. Um you know, but, you know, I think all of them have um, embraced what we've asked them to do, which is, you know, um, um, be in the one on one spotlight and, um, you know, and 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 not be and not shy away from those one on one matchups. And, you know, he's playing with more and more confidence as we go. It, it's really hard to believe he's only a second year player right now. Hey, Jim, I want to ask about Jeremiah. He looked like he really played well last week. I wanted to see if you assessed, thought it was maybe his best game of the year. And is it the the scheme that's kind of unlocked his playmaking abilities? Um, well, he played seven and four. So, you know, we'll keep it at that. But, you know, I, you, you generally don't want to point to individual performances when you lose a game. But I think that might be an exception right there. Twelve tackles. Um, two tackles for a loss, a sack, a forced fumble, um, really all over the field for us. And, um, you know, and, and we need him to play that way down the stretch, you know. And I, I think the thing I'm proudest of with Jeremiah is his ability now, and I think it's he's growing into this, to put bad plays behind him. Nobody goes out and goes, you know, 60 for 60 on their play chart you're going to have some rough spots in there. And, you know, there were some times early in the season where he would let one mistake sort of snowball and it would become two mistakes and three and, you know, and it, it would get him down. But um, the thing, the thing I was most pleased with, with the way he played was, was not his production on the field. It was his ability um, along with Jason Tarver to make corrections on the sideline and um, and to put some, you know, mistakes and things like that behind him. And I think, um, you know, that's that's probably the thing that stood out the most for me. For me. But, you know, his speed, his instincts, um, he's much improved in the pass game, not just his pass rusher, but in his pass zones. Um, like I said, we're going to need performances like that. We're getting late in the season. Games become more and more important. 
And, um, you know, the more Jeremiah can do things for that, uh, for us, or do things like that for us, um, the better, the better position we'll be in going down the stretch. Uh, yeah, Jim, uh, I watched Miles, you know, battling it out over there on the sidelines a little bit yesterday, you know, trying to stretch and sprint and, and rally a little bit. So, you know, we don't have Kevin today, so I don't know what you can tell us about how Miles is doing, what his mindset is like, but, uh, you know, we've watched him play, uh, you know, really hurt in the past and uh, he seems determined to do so again. So I don't know what you can share about where he is at with everything right now. Yeah, probably not much. I'll leave that up to Kevin, but I will just talk on what I've seen from Miles. And, um, you know, I think that's that's something that maybe flies below the, um, you know, the radar nationally with him a little bit is his toughness and his ability to play through some um, some injuries. Um, he's going to work really hard to get back and. You know, we'll be prepared for everything, everything and then everything in between. So, you know, we'll be prepared if he's not able to make it. We'll be prepared if he's able to go and play every single snap in the game. We'll be prepared if he just has a certain role in the game. Um, he feels a tremendous amount of responsibility to be on the field. He's he's wired that way. He wants to be out there. And um, I know this, if there's any chance that he can, um, he'll be productive once he is. Angel, what was your main message to the guys after that Broncos game? Um, yeah, you know, honestly, it seems like it was like a month ago. Uh, I don't, you know, just just the way the travels worked and everything else. I think probably the biggest thing is we missed we missed three or four chances to really take that game under control, you know, and um, whether it was, you know, a short yardage play where they barely got a first down or a pass interference play or after a turnover on offense, ability to, you know, to, to, to get off the field, which, which we did, I think second, second, um, second series of the game, you know, went out, they were at midfield, they took a shot. we defended it really well, came back film for a lost yardage play on the run, got off the field on third down. We need more of that stuff. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, there, there were, there were just some chances that we could have really, taken advantage of there were some missed opportunities some missed opportunities for sacks right we let russell escape a couple times and run through some arm tackles and things like that and you know um we make those plays and we feel a lot better about ourselves and we expect that from ourselves we expect to be able to finish and get the quarterback on the ground get off the field on third down that what that wasn't our best third down um, um performance of the year and, you know, a lot had to do with, you know, not being able to get the quarterback down. They didn't throw it a ton in the game. But when we had chances to be able to to make some tackles for losses or some sacks and put them in some longer yardage situations or win on third down, we sort of let those opportunities slip um, through our fingers a little bit. Um, you know, that's probably that's probably the biggest takeaway. And then Stafford was talking to reporters in L.A. yesterday, I think, and he said you're analytical but also feel the game and you call it from your gut. Like, do you think, do you agree with that assessment? You know, um, you know, we, we, we all try to be analytical and, and take in as much information. I think that's probably the definition of analytical is you're, you're analyzing, you're using information. Um, but yeah, things like that don't happen in a, in a vacuum. You know, that's one of the reasons I like to be down on the field. I try to be in the middle of practice. I think you really have to feel the players and, you know, it's not it's not so much my gut; it's uh, my reaction to what 
is happening with the players. So I think you have to be wired into that. It's not really how I'm feeling in the game. It's how the players are and my ability to process that. So, um, you know, all that goes into coaching. It goes in play calling on on game day and, um, you know, all those things. And when it's all said and done, we're just trying to do whatever we can to, you know, to, to limit scoring, to, um, you know, get off the field on third down and uh, come out with a win. And hopefully we can do those things, whether it's, you know, because of analytics or information or because of, you know, just a, a feeling out there. Uh, Jim, the defense first, uh, at home versus the defense on the road. What do you think's going on there? There seemed to be a big difference in some of the numbers. Yeah, um, really not 100% sure. I mean, obviously the home crowd helps us. It helps our pass rush. Um, we feed off of the excitement from the crowd. I think we, we, they both, we, we provide energy both ways. We provide them some energy. They provide us some energy. I think the biggest thing on the road is the little bit, like I talked about before, um, we've had chances to take games under control and we've just missed those opportunities. Um, you know, this game, you know, is, is half your games are going to be played on your road, on the road. And, um, you know, we need to come out with road wins. We understand that. We know that. And uh, and particularly, like I said before, as you get late in the season, um, you know, winning road games are, um, you know, important to where we want to be. So, you know, we're trying to play our best every single game, regardless of home or away. Um, but it is something that's on our radar and something that we do need to perform better on the uh, on the road. And one other thing, uh, you play your corners right and left, pretty much it looks like. Um, is there any chance if Ward is out, you might adjust that? Yeah, you know, we, we've we we've matched at different times this year. Maybe it's gone a little bit below the radar, um, but we've had times, um, you know, that we've matched and flip sides and and different things like that. Um, it really just goes on a on a game-by-game -game basis. You know, it used to be a little bit easier to match receivers, Tony, when everybody was lining up in two backs and there mm -hmm. wasn't a ton of motion. But, you know, now the stuff with all the stacks and all the hot motions going back and forth and the jet motions and things like that, offenses have really made it difficult to, you know, to to just lock on to one guy. So, you know, a lot of times that's that's where we end up playing right and left and playing the guys and and, you know, whether Denzel's in there or not, we have confidence in our corners, our corners, particularly, particularly Greg, he knows he didn't play his best game against Denver. Um, and, and he, he has a lot of pride as a player. He has a lot of confidence as a player. And I would expect him to bounce back well in this game. The players were next and Joe Flacco was up first. The Browns quarterback talked about what he missed most about playing when he was unsigned and if he's ready to step in if needed this weekend. How far have you come in 10 days or so? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I think when you when you're able to focus on a game plan, you can come pretty far. Uh, and obviously getting out and being able to run actually run stuff and call stuff, that goes a long way too. So Joe, it's looking like there's a decent chance you could start Sunday if DTR is not out of concussion protocol. Your thoughts on you know just a couple weeks ago you're waiting for an opportunity. Now you're gonna be potentially starting uh, on Sunday against the Rams? I think that's it. I mean, just opportunity. I think, um, you know, I love playing this game, and anytime an opportunity, you know, kind of presents itself, you just got to be patient and, you know, see what's in store for you. And, um, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking it day by day and just trying to 
you know, go about my business and, you know, see where it takes us. It's got to be exciting, though, that you're going to have that opportunity uh, so quickly after signing. It's definitely exciting, the idea of it, you know. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, about being at this point in my life that, that make it really exciting, even besides just playing the game of football. You know, there's so many things uh, that add to it now, uh, having young kids and having feeling their excitement about it. Um, you know, and, and when you are away, you just, you know, you, you, it puts things in perspective a little bit. And, you know, like I said, you just try to, you know, let these opportunities take care of themselves and do your best to be ready for them. I think we were talking about this morning, like how in the huddle your play calling is like your comfort level. So does that just come from your 16 seasons in the league or does that come from just the way that you've been acclimated to this team so fast? Listen, I, I think any time that you've done something for so long, um, then yeah, there's a there. It's it's like it's like riding a bike. You, you get in the huddle and you, you call a play. I will say like the the first walkthrough I did yesterday, it, it took five plays to kind of like get back in the rhythm of doing things. Um, you know, and there's different words. So you know you got to get used to like hearing them and then then actually saying them, uh, not just picturing them on a screen. So I, there there it's so valuable to be able to get some reps like that uh, in the case that you do play because, like I said, that's easy stuff, but you you do take it for granted. Um, but yeah, I definitely have the, the years of experience to help me out a little bit. It was Sunday, you know, just being able to be on the sidelines, have the earpiece in, and, and kind of hear how everything operates on a, on a game day with this this team. How much did that help you? Yeah, listen, I don't know if you're totally aware of it at the time, but um, I think looking back and having the possibility of playing this week, it's definitely a help to, to be around as long as you can be and, and get a feel for how all the operations are. Um, get a feel for guys on the sideline and, and, and how they go about things, where they sit, uh, you know, who, who goes over things with who. Um, so the whole process, I think, looking back, definitely uh, breaks you in a little bit. Joe, uh, Alex Van Pelt, your uh, offensive coordinator, said today, scale one to five, arm strength, you've got a five. Have you felt that uh, as you kind of worked your day way back into the, the flow of things? Listen, my arm feels good. I think I did a decent job of keeping it in shape. I think no matter what, when you come back here and you have a little bit of nerves and you're, 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 you're because of those nerves, you're a little bit, you're pushing a little bit extra hard and you want, you want to leave a good first impression. You always press a little bit. So um, you, there's always a, that extra little level, I think, that you've got to get your arm ready to go. That's hard to do when you're on your own. Um, but honestly, I don't think about, my arm feels good. Besides that, I don't think about the strength of it and all that. I'm just trying to make the throws. I'm trying to do make the throws with touch, make the throws that I need to put in there. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to put them in there. Uh, you know, I'm worried about being on time, in rhythm, and all those things more than I am about, you know, how how you know how strong the ball is getting there. Joe, what did you say definitively that, that you are going to start? I mean, we didn't have Kevin today, so we're just kind of dancing around the topic. But, I mean, can we say you are starting this game on Sunday? Yeah, I, I would say you can't say that definitively. I'm obviously not the guy to ask about that. Like I said, I'm just taking it practice by practice and, you know, grateful for the opportunity to at least get out here and, and practice these plays so that, you know, if I am the guy, I have some something under my belt. Joe, what did, what did you miss most when you were kind of out of football? I think the obvious answer, everybody says it. You know, if, you, if you've ever hear, heard a retired guy come back and talk about what they miss, you know, it, it's it's being on trips like this with the guys, like you know, going and getting breakfast, lunch, sitting at the table, and just you know, shooting the breeze and uh, you know all that stuff. Um, I, I tell you, like out here yesterday, 
Um, you know, you always have, like I said, I talked about having like a little bit of nerves, wanting to make good impressions, and you come out here and you've done a million Wednesday practices, but you, you, you want to, you know, you want to have a good one. And then to go out there and feel like you did have a good one is the excitement, the, 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 what you feel inside, just, just over a practice. Uh, I don't know, there's, there's not too many things that are better in the world than just, you know, playing good sound football and feeling good about it, you know. That's what that's what winning is all about. It's it's about doing it with your teammates and, and enjoying that experience. So you miss that. Should it be a QBO line dinner? Does the new guy have to pick up the tab? <laughs> I definitely uh, we, we we went out to dinner when we got here. I definitely helped out. But we, we, <laughs> there are some other veterans in the room. I, I can't take all the, I can't take credit for like picking up the bill, but I did help out. Listen, I've been around forever. Uh, I know everybody likes to put it on rookies and things like that, but you know, that's all good and fun, but that's not really how this the culture is you want to take care of your guys and and all that so you have fun so last week you said you thought you had plenty left in the tank and AVP said today that when he saw you practice yesterday he said the same thing right yeah, Joe's right um, but you talked about having those nerves and feeling that emotion so did something yesterday prove something to yourself even did you have some doubts no I didn't have doubts about how I can go out there and do things uh, I think it's just the excitement of getting it back out there and being able to do it and wanting to do well and listen just because I have a lot left in the tank doesn't mean I'm going to come out here and make every single throw and and, and not make mistakes I think um, I think at least on the practice field it's, it's learning to embrace those things and get better from them and move on and use them as a learning experience um, but not necessarily anything to prove to myself. Um, I think every time you take the field, there's always a little bit of a level to that. And for me, more, you know, I feel those things because you want to be part of the team because you're capable of being part of the team. And no matter how capable you are, I think you always have to prove that to your teammates. You want your teammates to feel like, man, we got, we, we got a chance to win with this guy. And I think that's why it's important to go out there and work hard and, and, and have a good, crisp practice because you want everybody to feel that because then the more confidence you go into the, to the game with. You know, if you have guys that you believe in, confidence helps out. You played with, you played with Elijah last year in New yeah. York. How much has he been somebody you've, you've kind of you know, talked to, leaned on a little bit that kind of helped get you up to speed? Yeah, I love Elijah. Uh, you know, texted with him a couple weeks ago when I was driving my way out to Cleveland. Um, I think he's a hell of a player. Uh, I was with him two years in New York, got to play a couple games with him his rookie year, uh, a little bit last year as well. Um, I think he's got a, a bunch of talent and he's a great kid. So it, it's definitely nice to, there's a few familiar faces on the team. I think that definitely helps with the initial transition. Just kind of beat you to it, the 2021 Buffalo game, you come in in the fourth quarter. Do you remember your first pass? 2021 Buffalo game. Where, I was in New York? Yeah. Oh, I. <laughs> I think I hit, I want to say I hit like a little tight end on like a little check down or something. Yeah, but the record says it was Elijah Moore. Was it? Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I came in for one drive in that game. I, you know what? I, it took me like, obviously it took me a minute to even remember that I came in in that game. Now, that was a crap drive though. It was a two minute drive. They were beating us by I think a good amount. It was a two minute drive. They kind of gave us a bunch of little soft stuff. And I think, I do think we scored a touchdown, but it, it wasn't. That was like garbage time, you know. So. When you thought the game has been taken away from you like it was this year, how do you come back to it maybe even hungrier than you were? Uh, you know, the last couple of years I haven't like been the guy, so I've had a little taste of not being able to play. So it just, 
you know, it just, it definitely makes you grateful for the opportunities. And you realize, you realize when you're sitting over on the sidelines what you're missing. And you realize when you do get that little bit of a taste, like I have the last couple of years, I've always gotten a little taste of going out there and playing with the guys and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so you, you endure all these tough times where you're not the guy. And then like last year, at the end of the year, I got to play against Miami in the last game of the season. And you remember what you're doing it for and you remember how awesome it is and, and all those things. And um, so it definitely puts things in perspective. I think every now and then, like, you know, eventually you, you view, everybody views their profession as a job to, at some level. And, you know, we always say like, we're not really working, we're just doing what we did as kids. But I think every, you always are gonna view it as a job to some level. And I think when you get a little bit of time to not be able to do what you love to do, it does give you that chance to like stop and reflect and say, man, it is a kid's game. And how much, and, and you realize how much you do love it and how much we are lucky to do what we are doing, so. How, a couple more. A lot of the uh, wide receivers, especially the bar, you have talked about the importance of communication like over the course of the season. So just like in this week, this, part, this past week, how have you noticed that communication with them, especially helping you? Yeah, well, see, the thing is, is like we have a couple days to get, you know, on the same page and not, not everything's going to be perfect. And, you know, you got to save guys' legs. So guys aren't going to be getting a ton of reps. Um, so a lot of it, I would say early on, is going to be feel. And then you take that feel and you know, we've had a, I've had a bunch of reps with a handful of guys out here, and you start to see how they're going to run routes, and then you communicate with them, or, or hey, if you get press here, how can I expect you to do it? And it might not be exactly how it happens in the game, but at least you have a little base of, of, of uh, what to expect. That's why coming out here and practicing is so important, because you get to you get to run the plays, and you get to see those little issues that are going to come up, and it just naturally sparks those conversations. I don't know if we've had any drops. I missed a few guys on, uh, you know, missed a couple guys. I think I missed Elijah on a double move yesterday and missed him on a double move today. But besides that, you know, I don't know. Sometimes drops, you know, listen, you want to play well as an offense and you want to go out there and put points on the board. And, um, you know, you start to press a little bit. You, you, you fight a little bit too hard and then your body's like a little bit off. You're not just running smooth and, and all those things. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into that. So. I think the more that we can kind of get into the groove and guys can feel confident about everything, then those things will stop. I think it's usually more, you know, a little bit more mental and just kind of fighting too hard, pressing a little bit where those mistakes happen. Do you think that because you've been around so long that you'll be able to maybe calm the waters a little bit? I mean, if that starts to happen, you've got that calming presence in the huddle where you can settle everybody down a bit? Yeah, listen, I hope it's not needed, but... Um, I definitely believe it's the job of a quarterback to make sure that, you know, he's somebody that people can look at and, you know, if they're not sure how to react to a situation, they should be able to look at that guy and see how they should react. So, um, like I said, hopefully, um, you know, we don't need too much of that, but these NFL games, they're all hard. There's going to be some point where uh, we're going to need to fight through some stuff and uh, if needed, hopefully I can be that guy that they'll look at. Now, I told us last week you were throwing, but not to pro guys. Like, was it high school guys? Was it like, paint the picture for No, guys. it's like me and my brother out there on the field, spot throwing for each other, spot catching, uh, keeping our arms in shape, um, you know, doing a little bit of running, keeping the legs in shape. But, 
you know, in terms of throwing, it wasn't like it was anything crazy. It was two, two, three times a week, you know, making sure that I didn't overdo it. But, you know, when I came back, if I, you know, if I got on a team that I wasn't going to be overloaded with, you know, a practice. And then by the time Sunday came around, if I needed to play, my arm wasn't going to feel the way I wanted it to feel. Um, but listen, like, that's really what it's all about. I mean, how, how many, no matter if you're throwing, if, it'd probably be worse, honestly, if I was throwing the high school guys, and then all of a sudden I get out here and guys are running four fours, and those guys are running four nines, you know? Uh, nothing against those guys back at home, but, you know, it's one of those things that I think your eyes and your arm, they all adapt to. You just have to have confidence and trust that it's, you know, the guys are going to be in the right spot. How about your, your first Last game one? back, uh, having Aaron Donald possibly bearing down <laughs> what, What's it like to have to face him first time back? Uh, Aaron's a hell of a player, um, but... You know, you, you trust the guys in front of you. There's so many good players in this league, and no matter what the team, there's somebody that, you know, is on the other side that you have to worry about uh, because, you know, they're that level of player. I mean, we have our guys as well. Um, so, it, you know, I remember back in high school, you look across the field and you're like, wow, that look at that guy, you know, <laughs> and he's so much different than everybody. When you get to the NFL, you, you look out there and they're all like that. And it's just like, I think the one time it's ever I've ever looked across the ball and was actually like a little bit like taken back was um, my rookie year we played in Dallas and they had DeMarcus Ware, uh, Canny. They had, they had like three or four guys. And we, with our first time, we, the first time we got the ball, we were on like the backed up on the one yard line. And I remember running out and like looking up at those guys. And I swear to God, they were as tall as this roof is right here. And I, that was the one time I think in the NFL that I was actually like, where are these guys where are these guys from you know they are they were that much different than everybody else that was on the field so safety grant delpit talked next and he talked about how good of a quarterback matthew stafford is for the rams and how staying in la has been helping the team this week so it starts with the, the gunslinger they got a quarterback man um stafford he's been around the league forever things this so I don't know what year, 14, 13, it's one of them. So um, he does a good job of spreading the ball around. Um, they got a nice rookie receiver that's come about uh, in Puka. Um, you know, Cooper Cup's getting back healthy. Um, so, you know, they, they spread the ball around, man, and, and they do a great job of, um, of getting guys open. So that's something that we got to control. But we love passing games as DBs, so it's an opportunity. Joe might start this game. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, we've, we've seen what Joe could do last year. We, not, we, not, we, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, he came and beat us. So, you know, we know he still got it, man. And he's a he's a savvy vet and he's seen everything. So I know that Elijah's very familiar with him, playing with him last year. And I know they got some chemistry, man. So I'm excited to see whoever goes out there. Um, but, you know, as I say all the time, I play defense. We're on the defensive side. So we try to um, control what we can control. On your son of all, what goes through your head when you see Miles kind of banged up? And then, you know, I know the expect expectation he's going to play through and tough it out. But you know, he's your leader, so what do you kind of think when yeah. you see him? I didn't. Hurting? I didn't know it, it was a such thing as Miles being banged up. Man, he got in a car accident last year and walked away and played the next week or something, like two weeks. So, man, he's a he's a he's a he's like the Incredible Hulk, man. So that dude is different. So, um, but you know, any banged up injury, he's taking care of it right now. Um, I don't know if he'll be out there this weekend. I hope he is, 
But if he's not, he's not. We got to reload. You know, we got a lot of good pass rushes. We have a great D-line, so them guys know what they're doing, and uh, we're going to be all right. Grant, you guys, the defensive numbers are, are really good. On the road, they've occasionally spiked the other way. Is yeah. there anything to that, or is that just football? Yeah, you're right. Um, I got Denver, Seattle, um, giving up a couple plays here and there, so... I think us being out here for a week is definitely going to help us, man. We're going to have fresh legs. We're used to the weather. We're used to the environment. We're comfortable. So um, I think that we're going to start fast on defense and finish strong. The fact that, that you guys came out here and you're in the sunshine, does it make it all the more sweet that snowing back home is like <laughs> 26 degrees or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's comfortable for sure uh, for, for us from the south. Um, but, you know, we, we miss Cleveland, man. We can't wait to get home and play in front of our home fans. It's, it's bad for opponents, opponents when we get when we get it, uh, to play at home. So we're looking forward to next week. Um, but right now we're enjoying this weather, man, and hopefully get this win. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it starts in the locker room, really. He's more vocal. He's a, he's a, he's a more presence in the locker room, man. He has a, he's a bigger voice because he, he played so well last year. And then that translates to the field, man. He's playing, he's playing off the charts. Um, so, you know, hopefully, we'll keep going, man, and, and 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 bounce back from last week a, a bad loss for all of us. Really, not a bad loss, but as DBs, we felt like we could have played better, and um, this is a perfect opportunity to do so. And, and guys like him, they're gonna step up and get it done. I know you guys all like to compete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do, man. You know, he's he from Florida, so he always going to have that talk to him. And, you know, he, he back it up with his play, too. So it started in college. He was talking that smack at, at Mississippi State. And, you know, I like that SEC corner, man. So, you know, translate to the league. And as long as you could back, back it up, you know, I think he'll be great, have a, have a long career. So I'm looking forward to it. Can, can you believe there were, like, nine corners taken before you? There were. There were, like, four Sadies taken before me. <laughs> So it, it, that's how it goes sometimes. You mentioned all those, those Rams, you know, Stafford and those receivers. Mm -hmm. um, what about that running back, Tyron um, Williams? Had a big game last week. What do you see? Yeah. He run the ball hard, man. He run the ball very, very. He's a he downhill runner, and he's he looking for contact. So um, he's a Notre Dame guy. I think Jock familiar with him. So, uh, you know, we watch the tape, man, and we fit a lot of good running backs this year. So I think that's going to prepare us. And um, they ran the ball too much last game. So we got a big emphasis on that. Even though this team isn't a, the biggest running game team, um, you know, we got to play that to our advantage. What about Denzel? Uh, still not out there again today. Mm. If he has to be without him again, you think you guys you know, might even adjust a little bit better this week? Yeah, you know, it's hard not having the warden out there, man. But like I said, we got to reload. In order to play this game, man, you got to have a good D-line, you got to have good corners, honestly. Um, so. You know, we got we got young guys ready to step up, um, bounce back from that loss last week. And Ward's having an amazing year, man. It's hard not having him out here, but he's trying to get healthy, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. I know it's one at a time, but you mm -hmm. guys are right in the playoff. Thanks, yeah. Right? You feel like if the defense does what it can do in December, then you'll get where you want to go. Yeah, I, I promise the sky is not falling, man. We <laughs> we put ourselves in a good position. Um, you know, we never satisfied, but we could it could be worse. <laughs> so. Um, we control our own destiny, man. We we want to finish the season strong. We want to do whatever we can do to make it there. And once we make it, you know, we got a chance. 
That's all that matters, man. We got to keep doing us on defense, and the offense is going to take care of what they do. Wide receiver Amari Cooper wrapped up the day at the podium. He talked about how his rib injury is healing and how he feels, and also what catching passes from Joe Flacco has been like in practice. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling better than uh, Sunday, but, uh, you know, getting better every day, getting treatment every day, uh, you know. You know, just looking to, to go into um, Sunday help, as healthy as I could be. Does that give you a little extra protection there? Uh, yeah, you know, I assume, I, I assume it would, you know, protect me from hits and stuff like that. Have you ever had anything like this? Yeah, yeah, I, I've had, I had a, a very similar type of injury. Have so. you ever able to play through it? Mm-hmm. Are we back in California is all right with you guys? I mean, you're enjoying the week, is what I'm asking. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, a, I'm enjoying the week, yeah. Amari, what's your impressions of uh, Joe's arm strength? Uh, he looks good. Uh, he throws a very pretty ball. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's intentional or what, but when he drops it back and he lets it go, the whole motion is like it's like poetry in motion. It looks good. Uh, uh. You talked about a lot of, about how communication is really important. So as you guys are with Joe, how has that communication been going this week? Yeah, communication is uh, very important, you know, just to be on the same page. Actually, uh, we was talking today about um, two routes, actually, just to, and, you know, he just reiterated that it's just important for us to be on the same page on, on those routes. So, I mean, it's, it's always important. You know, he asked me um, <clears throat> how I was looking to run a certain route versus a certain look. So now that we're on the same page, we can move on to the next, uh, you know, the next form of communication um, about uh, the next route. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's what the game is about, you know, making explosive plays, um, getting good field position so that we can score points. Yeah. Is it difficult to build? It's short enough time that he's only been a week and a half, but you're not practicing a bunch. Is it, does that make it even that much tougher to build time? Yeah, that's why the communication has to be on point. Uh, I wouldn't say it's difficult because with him being a veteran, uh, with me being a veteran, we kind of know what uh, what certain routes, what the connection on certain routes is supposed to look like. Like we can eliminate uh, a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of uh, scenarios already. You know. I know. I, I know he wasn't you know active or anything last Sunday in Denver, but he was there on the sideline. Did you have? Did he, you know, come up and ask you guys, you any you specifically any questions, or was he kind of yeah, asking he did. guy questions during the course of that he, game? Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, he was watching. Uh, he definitely came up to me and asked me a, a couple questions about a, a couple routes. He did. Yeah. How cool is it for you? I know there's all different levels of quarterbacks and all different kinds of scenarios. But how cool is it for you to be talking to someone who can get like really into the weeds with? The nuances of a route, and then you know, you I know you love to do that. You did that with Jacoby all the time. So, is it cool to have and Deshaun? Is it cool to have that where you're kind of digging in? Yeah, it's real cool. You know, like I said before, he's a veteran, and I, I know that he has a, a, a wealth of knowledge. He played with, you know, not just a lot of great receivers, but a lot of good players. Um, and as you know, you know, playing with um, a lot of good players, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, it could teach him you know, more about his position and what not to do and all those things. I think uh, more importantly than anything, he's one of those guys that uh, when I talk to him, <clears throat> I just want to listen. 
because I know he has a lot to teach. Man, did you think that it was okay? I didn't see it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, nah. Uh, but I mean, he hit me here, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just how much better Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the game. You know, it's a it's a reason. You know, I, I love playing this game. Even though I was on the receiving end of it, I mean, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, yeah, it was just actually something I was thinking about the other day before Sunday. I was, I think I saw a clip of Tom Brady talking about you know how, how much the game has changed and stuff like that. And I can remember, I think I believe I was in like the seventh grade, sixth grade. I know I was in middle school. I remember the day when Sean Taylor died? You know, and and, um, you know, if it was something that it would have been much harder. But I can remember just everybody crying, like all like all my teammates, everybody who played football, like they were crying in class when they when they found this out. Because it happened, like, I, I believe, like in the wee hours of the morning. And so when we were in school, like at maybe like 10 o'clock when everybody like realized the news, guys were crying because they just appreciated how much, um, how, how he played the game. And I appreciated how much he played the game. And so, you know, this is why we love football. So, no, I thought it was a clean hit um, by, by, by way of what I felt. Uh, I, I didn't have any problems with it. Huh? I know, obviously, like, you don't know yet if Joe's going to start, but, like, how important, if he does have to start, is his veteran, like, just his veteran three years in the league for you guys? Because since he's been here 10 days, like, just how crucial is that for you guys as a yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's utterly important. I mean, you know, most of the game is played up here. And, you know, when you've been playing a game for almost 20 years, you have so much knowledge. You know, that knowledge is power, and it, it just makes things easier out there. So, uh, you know, the game is going to be very slow to him, 100%. Uh, you know, and it, it's just better. It's just better. You've talked about this before. Why is it so important for you to play despite anything? Right? You finished last year with the core muscle and... Uh, I mean, just to be available, uh, you know, I've seen time and time again, it uh, doesn't matter how talented you are, if you're not available, then it's like you're not talented here, <laughs> I mean, so, um, you know, just being able to, 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 to be available for my team, and really, I always ask myself one question when trying to determine, you know, whether or not I should, I should try to push or play through an injury. And I asked if this was the championship or the Super Bowl, would I play? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, why not? Yeah. We probably don't want to get specific, but just because your ribs aren't cracked or broken doesn't mean that they're not, like, I don't know. You know, I'm not an anatomy major or anything like that, but uh, it's somewhere in that general area. Yeah. That will wrap up today's From the Podium podcast. You can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Make sure you check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash Browns and the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That's where you're going to get the latest news as the Browns prepare for the Rams out in L.A. I'm Jake Malensic back in Berea, and thanks for listening to the Browns from the Podium podcast.